What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, the best wrestling podcast around. Hosted by Brady and Danielle. The Human. From Brooklyn to your living room, it's the best podcast to listen to. More than even afternoon, here, clever blonde girl and a Jew talk about wrestling. They do it 24-7 cause they love to speak on it every week. That's why they are best friends and they're back once again for some wrestling talk. So sit back, relax, it's time for Hillmarks. They're not just smart, they're Hillmarks. They're not just smart, they're Hillmarks. Ladies and gentlemen, fans and friends, we are back once again. I am the custodian of charisma, the ophthalmologist of optimism. I am the hyperactive heel and your messiah of mischief. And with me, as always, she is the sultan of sarcasm, the sorceress of sass. She is the blonde ball buster and the Maharaja of modesty. That is right, she is the beauty mark. I am the hyperactive heel. We are the best, best friends in all the land. We are the heel marks. Danielle, Brady, coming at you. Danielle, say what up to the people. What up to the people. Danielle, say we're coming at you. We're coming at you. Danielle. Happy Passover, everyone. Happy Pesach, Hasamea. Pesach. <laughs> Did I do it? It sounded good, right? I, I Whatever I said, it made no sense. But yeah, you sounded great. Oh. Danielle. Yes. Please do us the honor of singing us yet another TV theme song, if you please. Oh, um, um, um. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams, rise and fall. Something, something, something. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the words. That wings? No, that's from uh, Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> what a rant. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> it's so Dude, good. Last week, last week, you had a grand slam. I know. I wasn't prepared. That was a foul tip. What? That was so great. You know what happened last week either. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a big thing that happens to me. I always want to sing family matters, full house and, um, but you get them just growing pains and I mash them together. And like, I want to sing the growing pains one. How's it go? I don't know. But then once I get it, funny thing about the growing pains, uh, growing pains is that, 
for no reason at all, I started singing at one time. It was me and a bunch of my friends. We were actually filming videos. And my boy Tariq, I kind of just looked at him as I was singing it and I expected him to know the words. He didn't, but I sang it slow enough and like stared at him to the point where he was able to sing every word along with me. And you totally would have thought he knew the words. That's but scary. I was just singing slow enough that he was able to figure it all out. And we sang it beautifully. It Do you know it. how it goes now? Show me that smile, smile. again. Okay, Show see? Show me that smile. Don't, Don't waste another minute on your crying. crying. And then at the end, the best, the best is better to begin. begin. I messed up. Ooh, as long it's as we got each other. It's got each other first? I don't know. As long as we got each other, ooh, we got the world theme right in our hand, baby, rain or shine. Oh, I don't know. The luckiest dreamers have ever been dreaming. All right, I'm sorry. As long as we keep on living. Oh, man. Where's my lighter? (laughs) (laughs) I failed. You don't know the, the perfect strangers one? It's so good. I just nah. forgot the words because I got scared. I was so looking forward to a question. I'm like, he's not going to ask me to sing again. I was like, what am I going to sing? And I was like, damn it. I don't know. Nah. Winnie the Pooh is the real one that I like know all the lyrics to like hard. Last week. I was like, I have to hit her again. <laughs> now never again. Right. Yeah. Like, I was really hoping this is going to be like a, every week I get to listen to a Danielle sing. All right. Well, and- now, now I'm prepared. So I'll have to think of one every week and make sure I <laughs> practice in my room. You know, get that high octave going. I, I got this. Got this for All next right. time. I like I'm going to learn the Hey Dude one just for you. Oh Spoiler alert. It's a little wild and a little strange. My friend sung it for you. Remember when you did trivia? make a home out on the range. Such a good song. Yeah. Yippee tie yippee tie what till the break of day. Get along now, doggy. Yeah, my way in the pool when I, I like peaked. I could sing the Barney song. Please God don't. You don't even know which one I would sing. I don't even know what songs they had. I never watched Barney. What do you mean? Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. When he's tall, he's what we call a dinosaur sensation. Barney shows us lots of things like how to play pretend, (laughs) ABCs, and one, two, threes, and how to be a friend. That song sounds very similar to another song. Which song? I don't know. Oh. Barney can be your friend, too, if you just make believe him. (laughs) I'll sing Stop some it. Disney songs. You want me to sing? Yo, don't do Teeny TV theme songs. You got to hit me with the Disney songs. Get you with the Disney song? All Hell right, yeah, man. I'll make a man out of you. will be my first one. That's your first one? Yeah, Mulan. I know where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. And then obviously the Goofy movie. Because that's the best I, one. Yeah. That soundtrack is so good. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, I feel like my go-to comes from Aladdin. I don't know why. I just feel like... Which one? If so, if you told me on the spot, like a gun to my head, sing a Disney theme song, I'd probably hit you with uh, a whole new world. Right? Really? Just, if you said sing an Aladdin song... I can show you the... Like, I would just immediately... It would be the first thing If you out. asked me to sing you an Aladdin song, gun to my head, one jump would be my first one. One jump, head the hood man. One jump, <laughs> When I, I was a kid, I definitely owned the Aladdin soundtrack. Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. I played the video game, that and Tailspin. Tailspin. Oh, we up. Tailspin. Mm-hmm. Tailspin. That was a good one. 
All right, come on. Let's talk. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Heel Marks. Sorry, you can guys. Follow us and find us everywhere at the Heel Marks. We are available everywhere. Podcasts are available. We are. And of course, as always, we are talking to you in the future. We are talking to you from the past. That's right. We have the technology and we do it every week to talk wrestling. I love wrestling. Talk wrestling. We love wrestling. We watched wrestling last week. Fast Lane was a pay per view. Yeah, well, Danielle, what do we think of it? Meh. 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 It seemed like a very insignificant pay per view. I mean, they usually do. Right. Like before WrestleMania. Yeah, like, like I didn't care about anything really. I got a little, I don't know. I mean, the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match was very good. For the most part, I feel like everything that got accomplished here, with maybe the exception, but not really, of The Fiend return, could have been done like on a Raw or SmackDown. We are on the road to WrestleMania, so Raw's and SmackDown should feel more special as we get to Agreed. the biggest spectacle of them all. So anything they did here, you know, from Apollo Crews and Big E continuing their feud, without, you know, a new champion being crowned or a definitive winner, that could have been done on a Raw or SmackDown. How weird was that ending? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked it in that it gave some heat to our boy Apollo and showed his new rage, putting the rage on the page. I know, it was just a little weird. I was like, what just happened? I was like, how many counts are we doing? Oh, no, yeah, that finish, that finish, you're the finish was definitely boxed. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, I was like, ooh, yeah, this I wasn't is weird. To like that. I thought you meant like the way the segment ended. No, I'm sorry. One thing I have to say as while I was watching this, I was watching it with my friend and <laughs> I have to say when wrestlers always say that they love working with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns makes them feel safe in the ring, I really felt that way when Daniel Bryan jumped out of the ring, did the dive, and Roman Reigns caught his head before it bashed into the announcer table. I said, Roman Reigns just saved that man from being concussed again. Because literally, he all he did was just slide his hand up and he cupped his head. And I was like, yo, he just saved Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah, straight I was up. actually, I was going to put that clip to the song How to Save a Life, but the rest of the lyrics didn't really match up. <laughs> I was trying to make something work with that because when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, like Roman Reigns. There just, goes you know, my hero. I was thinking of it. I've used that so many times. Yeah, with Cesaro. And his yeah. Balloon. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, not balloon. <laughs> the uh, beach ball. Beach ball. Fuck those beach balls. But yeah, I couldn't. I was like, this man just knew to put his hand up at the right time and saved our dear Daniel Bryan. How right. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, that match delivered, too, regardless of, like, Edge just standing there flaring his nostrils during the entire match. Uh, the match was great itself. Paul Heyman is so perfect ringside. Paul Heyman makes these little facial gestures and just, like, just knows to make enough facial gestures that it doesn't take away from the match. Like, he's not the spectacle of the match, but he he adds something. He adds some flavor to the match. 100% agree. Um, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, like I said, everything that happened here could have been done on a regular show. We didn't really need a pay-per-view to get us, you know, Shinsuke and Seth Rollins face off, and that gets us Seth versus Cesaro at WrestleMania. Right. We didn't need a pay-per-view for that, that to happen. Um, you know, you've got 
Bianca and Sasha Banks teaming up to take on the Tag Team Champions again in another losing fashion just to finally get the heat on in this feud. And it's like this could have and should have happened weeks ago on a SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, the the matches weren't bad. It's just like... Every match hit. It's just it would have been better received if it was just on a Friday night or a Monday night as opposed to... You know, right. Like even even the Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Obviously, we knew this was setting up to have a triple threat at WrestleMania. Right. Like we we, we knew this was coming. Right. So, I, I mean, you know, meh. I mean, it's fine. OK, great. And then, you know, we got the dismemberment of dismemberment. Yeah, that's the right word of like the retribution. Retribution. Yeah. That's the right word, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I was—I mean, probably a little graphic. Dismemberment, I think, is when you're like decapitated. Yeah, but I meant like memberment. Oh, I see what you did. Dismemberment. Dismemberment. Ah. Yes. Right, because Mustafa may not be a member. Member. Remember? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was disappointed to see no follow-up to this the next night on Raw. And it's just, I'm not surprised to see no follow-up, but I'd like to see Mustafa cut a promo on, you know, his followers getting rid of him and and how disappointed he is and blah, blah, blah. Or I'd love to see them cut a promo about how they never needed him. Or at the very least, just show me T-Bar and Mace in a tag team match to remind me that these guys are now still a force to be reckoned with. Because if their chokeslam took down Mustafa, their chokeslam could take on someone, another tag team wrestler. Show me him. You know what I mean? Like, just show me a follow-up. But now it just looks like they just kind of you know, got rid of something they were never really committed to. And now everyone's going to have to go back to waiting for creative to have something for them. Right. I just, it was, yeah, it was just very silly, but I mean, and- I, it's a good day for Mustafa Ali. Cause I feel like that really like they could have just, they could have done such good things with retribution and they just failed miserably. I spoke last week about this where, like these news articles, these headlines are upsetting me because they make no sense. And I saw one this week that said reason for Seamus's face turn on Raw. And, you know, Seamus had another hard-hitting match with Drew at Fastlane. And the next night, Seamus was getting beat up by her business. Drew McIntyre actually comes out and defends him. And I guess you could see that being a face turn if, that was where it ended. But we see Seamus later in the night. Seamus talks about how he still hates Drew McIntyre. Nothing changes. And then he attacks Riddle with his own scooter, seemingly setting up Seamus to be the next challenger for the U.S. championship. So to me, it does not look like a face turn at all for Seamus. I think he's still a heel. He's just getting slotted into another program. But they're talking about it like it's news. And then they're saying Bray Wyatt turns face in his return and i'm like when was bray the heel in this feud with randy orton i don't know when was he i don't know i feel like randy was the one messing with him the entire time yeah like i feel like bray wyatt and alexa bliss kind of got really over together to the point where once he started feuding with randy that was kind of his unofficial face turn right and getting set ablaze i mean i can't think of anything more babyface. i really I really did like what they did. It was kind of silly, but fun with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. I love the supernatural aspect of it. I thought that was fun. I liked Bray Wyatt returning, like coming through the ring. I also was like, please have the Fiend come back now because this is where you have to do it or nobody cares about this feud anymore. It, it, it took a little long to get it to him. It, yeah. took, it took very long. Uh, 
but I mean, overall, it, it was and, fun. It and did that just purpose. goes back to the fast lane not necessarily being necessary because they waited for a fast lane to do this. So you waited for no reason until WrestleMania is three weeks away to bring back one of the key components to one of their key matches. And it's like, if you didn't have fast lane, you could have done this two weeks ago. Timing would have been perfect. And we'd be, we'd have a, a much anticipated match already on the marquee. Right. Some matches some matches don't need certain build. I felt like this one needed a build a little bit fat, like longer. Not because because we've known this one was coming. Right, right. For how long? So you don't have to keep dragging it at us. Be like, ooh, what's happening? It's like just have Fiend come like, back. He got burnt before the Royal Rumble, right? Yes, and it's yeah, like, like, and it's like we don't need, like. <laughs> You don't need you don't even need to have him have any matches until WrestleMania. You could just have him t- him and Alexa Bliss taunting Randy Orton the entire time. So it, it it just didn't make sense to wait this long because it was starting to fizzle out. Like this was the last moment or it would have been completely ruined. Here's one thing that I was really worried was going to happen when Bobby Lashley won the title. And so far, it's it's been it's been my fears coming to life. They didn't they they gave him momentum and they built him up to be an indestructible force, but they never really made him a main eventer. And so now he's champion, but he's not a main eventer. And so now, when your champion doesn't main event, they always do the same thing. They always get the champion out of the way early. His he's the first match, the first segment. Maybe you see him throughout the night interfering or or whatever but he's not closing the show. So we see on Raw what main events it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it was something with Randy Orton, you know, and, and feuding that. Mm-hmm. But they, and, and Bobby Lashley's nowhere to be found. Well, on the, on the pay-per-view, Fastlane, Bobby Lashley, nowhere to be found. And we're seeing his group. Now they're starting to tease the, I guess, dismemberment of the Hurt Business as, you know, Cedric and Shelton are now looking like the guys who can't get anything right. They're they're interfering when they shouldn't. Now they're barred from ringside for WrestleMania. And I hate that because whenever a stable's involved in WrestleMania, that's everyone's time to shine. When Kofi Mania happened, that was just as much Big E and Shelton's moment as theirs. And when Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins did their thing as the Edgeheads with Edge. Everyone talks about how they were in that main event. Edge right. versus Undertaker. Everyone talks about how they worked their ass off and they were a part of that. So it means something to be involved. Last year, everyone says that the Good Brothers were involved in a main event because they were a part of that AJ Undertaker match. Absolutely. So the fact that Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander are being removed and, and being X'd out of a match they should be at the very least there for upsets me it's just another case of them you know not doing all they can with this like they, re- they sh- the her business was ready to be unleashed and they just start unraveling out of nowhere for no reason it's weird because it's like oh we give them all all the gold as you like to say all the gold and now we're just gonna separate them and it's, it's like, like they realized they gave all the gold to them and it was like oh wait a minute this can't happen all right guys yeah Operation it, disband. it's like wait 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 what just happened yeah it's very confusing and i think it's extremely silly because like they all sh- i feel they all should have went into wrestlemania as champs 
I think it would have been a very strong situation and it would have made their group look strong. It's like, oh, we already came. It's almost like, oh, we came what we needed to do. We all have gold and now like we don't have to be together anymore. It doesn't. It's stupid. Especially with the tag team match we're getting at WrestleMania, which is New Day versus AJ Styles and Amos. So with those two, it's like you you could use another true tag team in there yep. to make that match interesting. And also, especially if I, I, I do think the story going into this is going to be just how dominant is Amas? How right. much power can he go? So why not give him double the opponents, double the people to throw around? You've got Shelton, Cedric, Xavier, and Kopi. Those guys are going to make Amas look like a million bucks. This isn't taking away from anybody in that match, but the fact that AJ Styles is going into WrestleMania with barely any build in a tag team with someone who ha- we haven't even seen wrestle yet is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Like, it's so weird to me. Like, I understand putting AJ because AJ's the best. And if any, if this guy is going to learn anything, it's from AJ, which is great. And AJ can make him look good and strong and, like, help and teach him. I understand that. But it's crazy that this is, you know... Uh, this is one of your greatest, if not one of the best wrestlers in the world. And this is the match that you had for him and not taking away from new day because we love new day. And I'm loving the whole thing they're doing with Omos, right? Is that his name? Omos. I always want to say, I always want to say almost, but I don't think that's right. Um, And I'm not taking away from him either because I understand the situation, but AJ Styles in a tag team with no build for WrestleMania. I mean, two weeks ago, they didn't even have anything for WrestleMania for WrestleMania. It's just so weird to me. Yeah. And you know what it is? So recently, you know, with Andrade getting released and Charlotte getting removed from the poster, there was a lot of... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rumors, people were like, oh, maybe Charlotte's not happy. There's issues with Charlotte and WWE. Maybe she's going to leave too. She came out on Twitter to reveal that she did, in fact, have COVID. And that's why she probably will not be wrestling at WrestleMania. Right. And you and me talked about this off air where you were kind of like, you, I think it's very silly. Everyone would assume that he, he would, she would just leave because of Andrade. And I agreed with you. That alone would be it. But I was also like, listen, maybe she doesn't like the way that she's been booked, where it does get a little bit predictable and it's hard for her to actually get over as a face with her booking. Maybe she accomplished too much too fast. When you've already reached that ceiling, where is there to go? How many more times is she going to beat the same women for the same championships? Maybe she wants to go have some fun. So you never know what those things could cause somebody to want to do, especially now when wrestling is about to be on every single night of the week from Monday to Friday. What's on Friday? It's SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was moving to Tuesday. 
Oh no, NXT's moving no. to Tuesday. NXT's moving to Tuesday. Oh, Impact yeah. moving from Tuesday to Thursday. And then you've got Raw, of course, Dynamite. Jeez, and so SmackDown. much wrestling. That's in addition, that's in addition to the uh, AEW YouTube stuff you're getting. So much. So yeah, there's more wrestling than ever. More people to wrestle on television than ever. So you never know with that. And I remember there was a time when people were like, "Oh, maybe AJ is going to leave." And a lot of people think oh, AJ is going to be safe and can secure, just going to take that W paycheck until they stop giving it to him. He's going to take care of his family. But at the same time, we now live in a different world. AJ can do the same thing on another night of the week and in to, a different area of Florida. And to be honest, watching that untold AJ Styles story, we know it's not just about the paycheck. Like, he'll do what he has to for his family, but at the end of the day, he knows his worth. And if he can go, go worth and be and show his talent and show his worth somewhere else, he'll go. Yeah. And so it's like... I, I kind of do wonder, and I know AJ's a humble guy, and AJ has been to the mountaintop in WWE, so I do think AJ understands that maybe they want him to, you know, help a younger generation, put people over, do this and that. Everyone can't be on top all the time. We know this. With that said, I, I, I do think that we might, you know, we might reach a point where AJ starts asking himself, why am I not? wrestling Kenny Omega right now and making the world go crazy. Right. Why am I not wrestling John Moxley, Eddie Kingston? If I'm going to team up with someone and be in a tag team, why is it not against FTR? Why is it not against the Young Bucks? So, you know, we're starting to look at what you do here and we're looking at what other people who are not at AJ Styles level are doing somewhere else. And, you know, there's there's reasons out there for these people to wonder. So I wonder when WWE is going to stop playing with this man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I... Yeah, I when this got announced, I was like happy for everyone in get going into WrestleMania. Like I'm happy for the four of these guys, but I'm just thinking, what the hell? Why is AJ even AJ's? Who? Which one doesn't belong in this match? Right. And for the record, I will really have been a fan of the AJ Styles Amos pairing. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I've been behind it since day one, because once again, I like it when people are in areas where you can kind of float around the card. If they want to put these guys in a tag team match, you know, go for tag team goal for a little bit. They can, but they can also always go back to AJ Styles being the calculated heel who does not have to do much anymore because Amos has his back. But when they get into an area where they're making jokes, you know, like, what we see the second New Day gets involved. You know, AJ and Amos are playing kind of the newlywed game. What's his favorite type of ice cream? Easy, vanilla bean. Actually, I like peanut butter cup. You know, like that. What's his favorite color? Green. I like mauve. That stuff is funny. Who's his favorite wrestler? Phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Actually, it's Andre the Giant. That stuff's cute. That stuff's funny. Right. But you yeah. don't want to get used to that too much because then it takes away from the fact that one of the four men in this is the best wrestler in the world. Right. I mean, this, this meant it should have been AJ versus insert someone and then had him on, on the side and had him as his heavy coming out into the WrestleMania and still showed a good showing. Maybe like, you know, at Royal Rumble when he kept catching him and putting him back in, which was absolutely fantastic. Like, yeah, utilize oh, It was so good. So, yeah. yeah, it's just weird to me that that this is actually a match that's happening at WrestleMania for AJ Styles. And again, I'm not going down, like, bringing down New Day 
at all because I love New Day and they're a wonderful like tag team, but it's it's just weird. <laughs> right. No, b- but we've already talked about how this kind of puts the Hurt Business out of the tag team situation, which is a place they should be, especially going into wrestling. 100%. A hundred percent. Why aren't they, aren't they supposed to have a rematch? No, apparently not. Because the second they lost their titles, AJ Styles showed up and that's it. So we're just forgetting lots. So maybe they'll, let's hope that they come in. Yeah. And then have a, a triple thread. And you know how much I love those. But they're not, they're not going to, because they would have done it already. Because this, this week they didn't mention anything about it. They were too busy getting involved in Bobby Lashley's business and getting kicked out of that whole situation. So crazy. So, to me. so and then crazy. it's like, and another one of those things that I don't like, and it's like, you know, they have Royal Rumble time and then they did it with Survivor Series. So there was kind of always AJ having an interest in the title. But after Royal Rumble winner goes to SmackDown, like, the you know, Edge is on SmackDown taking his Royal Rumble victory. So there should have been more people wanting to face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. It kind of just seemed like Bobby Lashley got Miz's title and then boom. Drew McIntyre was just like, all right, well, I'm going to finish beating up Sheamus and then I'm coming for your title. And it was like, wait a minute, AJ Styles is on this show. Why wouldn't he want this title? AJ Styles just randomly decides, hey, I'm ready for tag team gold. Like some of those things don't always make sense. It doesn't it doesn't always match up. Right. Imagine imagine Edge was like, I'm not going for the title. I want AJ. That would have been amazing. Right. (laughs) He would have just been like, nope, nope. Or he would or not that he would have the power, but he if he said Okay, I want Roman versus AJ, and then AJ wins the title back, and then he's like, "Okay, now I want to wrestle AJ." <laughs> Obviously, that's my absurd booking, but <laughs> right. I just want AJ versus Edge. Like, if I'm getting a match, I want AJ versus Edge. I can't believe they still haven't done it yet. What do you? Yeah, what are you I mean, waiting I know, for? Edge, huh? I know Edge has only wrestled like two people in his entire return, but just the fact that the first person like we saw Edge really get his hands on was AJ in that Royal Rumble. I- I'm drawing a blank. Who's the other person he wrestled? Jay Uso. Oh, Jay Uso. Duh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, like last I, weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, who's the other person? I forgot it was. Re- yeah, yeah. That's it, why I was. I was surprised for that. I was hyped for that match because I was like, yo, literally, Orton's the only other person to wrestle him in a match, and Jay Uso of all people is getting that shot. Like main event, Jay, go, bro. Yeah, bro, bro. What do you know? Yeah, wrestling a Hall of Famer. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, there's just, you know, a lot of questionable calls coming as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania and we start to see this card fill out. I said it back when I finally accepted that Kevin Owens wasn't going to somehow be the Roman Reigns opponent for WrestleMania. I was like, I remember I said it on the show. I was like, he has no direction other than Roman Reigns. He's been feuding with this guy for five months. I'm sure they're just going to put him with Sammy for Mania. Like, I'm sure they're just going to do that. And we were saying, we were like, oh, Sammy and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. And sure as shit, I saw Paul Heyman hint at it on Talking Smack a couple weeks ago by saying there is a conspiracy against Sammy Zayn. I was in the meetings. I buried him. But I did it because Kevin Owens told me to. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right. I see what you're doing. And sure enough, it looks like KO and Sammy are getting it on at Mania. I hope this isn't a pre-show. I know it probably will, but I don't want it to be. I mean, how many? It's going to be two nights. Hopefully, like, it's not going to, like, they're not starting at five in the afternoon like they usually do, are they? I, who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm hoping both Mania nights are closer to, like, an NXT takeover. Well, like the good thing is we don't, have, we don't have an Undertaker entrance that lasts 25 minutes anymore. So that's good. Um, I'm wondering if they're not doing the Battle Royals anymore, because if so, this might be the first year where we actually see some people 
or I guess second year because last year, but yeah, like, last year they didn't do it. We're gonna see some exemptions for Mania. Oh, maybe. So maybe, yeah, maybe they only have on the card. Yeah, maybe they'll have like one pre-show match. And that's another thing that upsets me. Like we talk about AJ Styles not getting the spot we want him to get, but talk about people like Ricochet not getting a spot at all. You know, someone like R Truth, he makes funny stuff happen with the twenty four seven title. We love it, but at the same time, this guy is a talented wrestler. I know it looks like he doesn't age, but at some point you kind of have to accept that this guy is going to be 50 soon. And we're, we're losing, we're losing time where this guy could be putting on great matches and telling stories. R-Truth is a talented wrestler. People forget that. Right. I'm also a little confused that like they set up for Damian Priest to be this monster and they don't even have him and Bad Bunny together. And Miz and Morrison, and now they have a one. I'm a little like, whoa, I can't believe this is a one-on-one match. So here's what I heard about this. Ooh, I love hearing things. Apparently, John Morrison is dealing with a knee injury. Oh, way to go, Morrison. You ruined everything. Wow. That is so inconsiderate of you. (laughs) Have you met me? (laughs) So, yeah, apparently that's what's happened. He's hurt. He might not be cleared for Mania. And that's why it's just Miserous Bad Bunny. The only thing that still has me scratching my head about it, though, because I'm with you. I'm kind of like, wait a minute. I thought a big part of this program was Damian Priest getting kind of the rub. You know, Bad Bunny gets a little rub from Damian Priest, but Damian Priest also gets a big main event program and benefits from the eyes that a big star like Bad Bunny is going to bring him. So why I'm scratching my head about this injury news is that John Morrison, despite his injury, is still involved in this program. We see him when we see Miz. He was in like three segments on Raw. I didn't see Damian Priest once. Bad Bunny's now coming out without him. Right. Bad Bunny, they already made a point to give Bad Bunny his own entrance and then Damian Priest his own entrance. And this week we had no reason to see Damian Priest get involved. And that's what worries me. Damian Priest has been as heavy this whole time and has been benefiting from it. And now... Like so, the, so to think that they're still and on the graphic, Damian Priest is there. He's he's advertised to be in Bad Bunny's corner. But, but still, if but you're st- not in the program, you're not in the program. Like yeah, like he needs to be a part of this, and that, Very that's definitely a mistake. I hope they don't. We don't see them continue. Damn it, John Morrison. Damn it. I'm looking Damn. forward to seeing John Morrison and Miz's uh, Bad Bunny diss track though. John Morrison's got some flow. Oh man. Not his hair lately, though. Jeez Louise. Poor guy. You know how I feel about hair. Well, you know how I feel about reggaeton. And it sounded like they're giving that reggaeton. Ooh, I love a, reggaeton. A, a, <laughs> In my white girl voice. You hop a little. We hop a lot. Blinka. Hop, hop. We never stop. Is that what he said? He say puede. What's that? Is that a song? That's their, that's their song. That's, that's their, their song? Oh, man. Wow. It's called, uh, you know, they go, hey, hey, ho, ho. This song is called, hey, hey, hop, hop. Hey, hey, hop, hop. Oh, man, it's coming out right for Easter. This is great. Yeah, bro, they, they're dressed up like bunnies in the video. Are they? Do they have Easter baskets? The video is going to debut on Monday, so we're going to have to see together. Oh, my God, it's going to be right. It's going to be right as Passover's ending and Easter is beginning. Easter begins on Monday? No, Easter is one day. No, I said on Monday. Yeah, and then I said when Passover ends and like, oh, yeah, meaning like the Easter week begins because then there's Holy Thursday and then there's Good Friday and then there's Easter. Easter's always on a Sunday. Okay, so then it's going to debut right after Easter. Right before Easter. 
Easter is the fourth. This Sunday, this coming Monday is the 29th. Oh, so Easter's not tomorrow. No, Easter's not tomorrow. Okay, all right, cool. Right before Easter. <laughs> right before Easter. Ah, Jews. <laughs> I don't know what Easter is. Don't you don't know it. what Passover is either. So I mean, <laughs> I always have to tell you things. I'm always like, oh, Listen, I'm like, you I'm didn't off tell on me this year. I figured it all out on my own. Yeah, who told you? Your mom. Well, that's because I'm. We have Passover Seder, and I had a. I was like, oh, is Passover it, starts tonight though? Technically. Well, that's why we're doing our Seder tonight. Oh, you're doing it tonight, not yesterday. No, we're doing it tonight. So what happened yesterday? I was out yesterday. Excuse me. I was out yesterday. Oh, so you canceled plans on me and I our friend. I didn't cancel plans. I made plans when I was already scheduled to be out. I had, I, that's why I said I might have lied. I got to go out. No, that's all you said. You said you had Seder. Look at the text. I said I got my, I said we could do it tonight after my Seder. Mm -hmm. Look at the text. Mm -hmm. Look at the text. Mm -hmm. I said we could do it tonight, but after my Seder. I do love when you text me about Jewish, like, because I work for a Jewish company, so I'm off for all the holidays and I'm like, oh, I'm off. And you're like, oh, why? I'm like. It's Passover. It's Shavuos. It's Yom Kippur. It is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know those. The holidays. best. So, we got matches added to Mania. We got Rhea Ripley making her debut on Raw, and first thing she does, she challenges Oscar. Why not? Oscar beat Peyton Royce, who asked for her opportunity. She got it. She lost. Charlotte's gone. There's no one on Raw who's been on Raw every week, who's remotely capable of taking on Asuka, apparently. So Rhea Ripley steps up to the plate. I'm excited about this match. The the lack of logic does kind of get me. Like, I don't think people should just be able to show up and say, so I'm making a decision. I'm going to do something. I'm challenging you for your championship at WrestleMania. Like, if it was that easy, wouldn't everyone do it? Yeah, because then people wouldn't care about winning Royal Rumble. Right. Because and then Rhea they could Ripley just go the anyway. Rhea Ripley's the Royal Rumble runner-up, so she know, has the runner-up rule. Yeah, she had a great showing. She's an NXT champion. They're bringing her in as a dominant force, so I'm okay with it. And I also get the situation they're in. But I wonder what the plan for Rhea was before all this happened. I mean, uh, I'm okay with it because I want to see Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I'm okay you think with it. She's taking it. <sighs> yeah, I think she has to, right? She has to. Poor Oscar. Poor Oscar, indeed. WWE's not ready. You know, they say nobody's ready for Asuka. WWE's not ready for Asuka, ever. ever. I mean, Rhea Ripley, we don't want her to lose two WrestleMania matches in a row, right? No, we don't want that. I didn't want her to lose the last one. I wanted yeah, Rhea to, to, to win. I was very surprised when, when Charlotte won last year, actually. It was very confusing to me. What do you think about with Edge, D. Brian, Reigns officially becoming a triple threat? You think that the decision was changed on who was going to win? No. Like you think they threw Daniel Bryan in because maybe they were going to have Edge win, but now they've decided against it? Hmm. I didn't really think that way. I thought maybe D. Brian takes the pin so Roman can stay strong. That's what you think. Interesting. Maybe. I always feel like when they throw a third person in there, it's so they could take the pin. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting WrestleMania vibes all over. I'll again. die if it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania, I will be so excited. Like, oh, I man. think that's what happened. I think they went in with the decision, like, all right, we're gonna bring this legend back in. 
have him win the Royal Rumble and give him his big moment. And I think on the road to WrestleMania, they got cold feet. They decided we went with the wrong matchup. Maybe we went with the wrong guy, the wrong veteran. Maybe we should have done Daniel Bryan. Let's just do it. Man, Edge retired, came back. Daniel Bryan retired, came back. Roman Reigns had to leave because of leukemia. And look at them, all main eventing WrestleMania for the title. It's pretty wild. Just a reminder, Edge is on, still, I believe, on the creative side for Raw. So I remember saying this when, like, he won, and we were all like, oh, it's going to be Edge versus Roman, but really, is he going to move to SmackDown when he writes for Raw? So perhaps this is what happens. Daniel Bryan actually pins Edge. That way, Roman Reigns can remain the head of the table despite losing his championship. And now we've got Daniel Bryan Edge, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan Roman feud hot and heavy over on SmackDown with our champion Daniel Bryan and Edge makes his way back over to Raw to uh, I don't know, maybe revive Ricochet's career. I don't know, man. There's a, I just figured Edge was taking it. That was my big thing. Right. But I think I'm going to stick with Edge taking it. I think I think like, I, I understand. Originally I thought Edge was taking because I thought that was the story they were telling. Because then who takes it from Roman? Like Daniel Bryan. You didn't just hear but me. why would you want Daniel Bryan to be the one to take it from Roman when Roman's been such a dominant force? Why Daniel Bryan when well, Edge seems more logical? Well, once again, he's not taking it from Roman Reigns. He's pinning Edge. So Roman Reigns is losing it. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Right, 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 right. Like, I'm turning Edge into the fall guy into this situation. Roman Reigns gets to keep all his stigma, but he loses his title. And now we got to see a pissed off Roman Reigns ordering Heyman around to get me my rematch, ordering Jey Uso around to take out Daniel Bryan. We get to see Roman Reigns pissed off. And Daniel Bryan is our hero trying to maintain the championship. He worked so hard to finally get back. We need a hero. Looking at a hero. Need a hero. Save me now. I need a hero. Save me now. That's not I what song I was singing. Hero Please stop. Save my life. Why are you gonna take my gimmick? Why are you gonna take my singing gimmick? Just in time. I don't know what song that is. That was skillet. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yo, I love skillet. Of course you do. Ew. I really do like Skillet. I'm not really like a heavy metal rock guy, but I like Skillet. I love heavy metal. But the I was singing, I need a hero. Look at I know what you were singing. Hero. That's why that's why I took over I the gotta moment. Be I'm, like, strong. <laughs> I'm coming in here hot with Skillet. Ew. That was terrible. You're terrible. You know what's terrible? <laughs> Great colleague getting into the whole thing. I knew you were <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whatever. (laughs) As soon as I heard the word terrible, I'm like, oh, I know Danielle about to do this. Yeah, I mean, so like they introduced, they've now announced three, oh, I'm sorry, they announced two inductees, Kane and Great Khali. On the same day. On the same day, and Heyman and everyone, uh, there's speculation that most likely RVD is going into the Well, Sabu apparently blew that up like a week ago in an interview. Where he said he's like, I don't think I'm supposed to know, so don't tell anyone. But RBG's going into the Hall of Fame, and he said it as part of an interview. So I don't. Why would he say weird. that? He's so stupid. And then Heyman posted out that Twitter picture. So I told you the turn is going to be him being like, No, I was pointing at myself. Right. Obviously, I'm going in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to induct myself. He would induct himself. I would hope when Paul Heyman goes in the Hall of Fame, he inducts himself. <laughs> no, no. You know who's got to induct him. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? There's only one person that has to induct Paul It's going to be Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's going to be Brock Lesnar. But all Brock Lesnar is going to say is, here, Paul, say something stupid. And then that, that'll be his introduction. Or he's going to be like, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Heyman. And then Paul Heyman's just going to come. The worst introduction in the history of introductions. Yeah. Or, or, or Brock Lesnar will start thanking everyone for him being in the Hall of Fame. And then Paul Heyman will have to come out and be like, no, 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 me. So the great Kali, this one is, is weird to me. because It's I'm not weird to me. This man, his entire career. He's a very nice man. I'm sure he is. It, to me, his whole career has boggled me. He never really struck me as like an actual wrestler because I didn't really think he, it didn't seem like he had a comprehension of the English language enough to ever actually understand what was happening around him. Like, you remember, I don't remember, I don't think it was Royal Rumble, but it might've been like a battle royal for like a title or something. Mm -hmm. And like this man steps over the top ropes. And I remember commentary started to laugh because he technically eliminated himself, but they weren't, actually saying he was eliminated maybe because no one could communicate to him that what he had done so i think michael cole just made something up he's like oh well i believe you have to be eliminated by someone else so if you walk over it's perfectly fine and it's like all right man you are like making shit up because this guy has lost his mind remember when they brought him in for jinder mahal and he just grabbed the title instead of holding it like he was the champion (laughs) that was hilarious but in reality if anybody else did that they'd be chastised. You can't be grabbing the champions. Belt. Remember remember when he showed up at the Punjabi prison match with Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton at, uh, what is that, Fastlane? Was it Fastlane? No, what is that place called? What is that, what is the, the one in in July? Is it Fastlane? Ah, extreme Rules, Extreme Rules, Extreme Rules. Amazing, okay. amazing. But you know why he's getting inducted. Right. He's always been a big name. He was technically a movie star before he even came to WWE. He, I was surprised. So when I heard this news, I was looking up stuff he did to kind of try to rationalize in my mind why this isn't, you know, a bad pick. Because I'll be honest, I really hate disrespecting Hall of Famers, but I don't agree with this at all. But I did look, I was surprised to know that Great Khali worked for New Japan. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I don't know if I knew that. I would heard the name Giant Singh, but I don't think I knew Giant Singh was Great Khalif somehow. That's like me not realizing that Jeffrey Cobb was, I, we call him Jason Voorhees from Lucha, Lucha Underground. I didn't realize I was Jeff Cobb forever. Right, <laughs> right. Somebody I remember being very confused that Prince Puma was Ricochet. 
I remember someone not realizing that was him. It wasn't me, but I was just like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, we. I read this week Lucha Underground might come back. Yeah, I read like, that too. Half the rock. All the rosters in either AEW or, or WWE. And pissed at them. Yeah. Because remember, like, they, they wouldn't let them out of their contract for a while when right. they didn't, they were, like, in limbo. They weren't, they didn't have a DV deal. I'm like, these people couldn't work. So, yeah, I, don't, I wonder what's going to happen with that. But um, back with Great Khali, I remember watching it. I just, like, just the other day, watched the New Japan match he did with Chris Candido. And... Like back then, it's just different because he still wasn't like great, but he was able to walk better. Like a lot of his stuff in WWE, the guy could barely walk down to the ring. Right. I mean, his body was just in bad shape. We heard stories from like Hornswoggle and a bunch of other guys who said like Kali was the worst because he would just show up to work and tell you, Kali, no bump tonight. Yeah. Great Kali walks like Frankenstein from Monster Squad. With those yeah. big platform shoes. He right. just doesn't know how to walk properly. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the guy personally and stuff. And like, all, like you know, I don't, I've never heard anything too mean, like he's mean or anything. But like, when it comes to professionalism, like you said, him saying I'm not taking bumps and stuff. But we do understand, like in the WWE world and with certain pay-per-views that happen that we're all against, like we understand why this man is going into all fame. Right. I mean, this guy is definitely a big name for the Indian community gets him in there I also and this surprised me again also like I really do think there's a lot we don't know about this guy behind the scenes because I've read about apparently like he does I know he owned but I didn't realize how involved he was with his wrestling school and he is actually a great trainer the school I've heard great things about I've heard he's been very influential in actually bringing people into wrestling um, Indian people bringing them into WWE into the performance center so he is able to contribute to the business. So I'll give him that. But really, other than like the Kali kiss cam, I can't remember ever really being like entertained by the guy. He he worked guys like Triple H and Undertaker and I think Shawn Michaels and, and Kurt Angle and still wasn't able to get over. It, you know, he, he's just not, he was, in my opinion, he was never really good enough to warrant a Hall of Fame induction. And the fact that on the same day as we learned that the big red machine came, the devil's favorite demon, we learned that after like the decades of destruction that he did, he's finally getting in for that same day to learn that great Kali is also getting in. Like that's, I don't know, I can't help but laugh, you know? Right. And Kane getting inducted, we actually on our Patreon discussed people that we think should be inducted in the Hall of Fame. And Kane was one of them that we discussed, actually. So right. it's kind of exciting that he's getting inducted yeah. and, and that Undertaker was the one that told him. I like this whole thing with them now telling people, like having people that are significant in their wrestling careers tell them that they're inducted. I like that a lot. I do hope that they don't do it for RVD, though, only because we kind of like it's not really a secret anymore. Like every, they're joking about it online now. So if RVD was to get on the bump and all of a sudden have to like pretend to be surprised by Joey Styles or Taz or someone telling him, it would just take away. Like I want to we, we talked about how Molly Holly didn't look that surprised. Kane, Kane, Aww, Kane like, looks Kane so sweet. He was being ribbed. 
Like, Kane legit didn't believe it, I don't think. Oh, that was sweet. Because at first, he, he genuinely seemed to be waiting for Taker to be like, just kidding, or, you know, not, or like something. And he's like, are you serious about this? And then, boom, the tears just welled up, and he they were both speechless. Oh, I want them to hug each other and love each other. You think Undertaker inducts them officially? Yeah. Who else would? I don't know, but Trips? Kane did say it wasn't decided yet. So fuck him. It has to be him. I don't know, man. I think I think Beth Phoenix or Hurricane are gonna induct Molly Holly. I think she's gonna go with a female, though. I feel like that's a strong point. I wonder if maybe Victoria inducts her only because you Victoria... have such an obsession I knew with you Victoria. Were gonna say that. I knew you were Everyone gonna say take that. a drink. Obsessed. I knew you were gonna say that. Listen. Victoria is the one who shaved her head. And I think a who lot of people, when you cares? think of Molly Holly, one of the things you think about is that hair versus hair match. Oh, geez, you are only rolling your eyes because you are a hater. I am not a hater. Love in your life. I love love. Like Randy Orton. I love Randy Orton. He should be stuck in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but you're like, Victoria, it's probably going to be like Beth Phoenix or Hurricane and those two and that's it. See, you see, Hurricane will definitely not induct her. Why? Hurricane was the perfect person to tell her. He was the perfect person to tell her. But Hurricane, as much as I love them and him and their pairing, Hurricane and Molly Holly lasted like very little time. So it can still be meaningful no matter how little. Before Molly Holly ever even got started in the ring, like on WWE. I'm not having anybody induct me when I go into the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm just going to. Just go and just walk up there by myself. I love that you're saying like you're when like you're, you're just wait at this point you're waiting for WWE to just you know finally put you in. Like, yeah, like I'm here. Like I'm like the female Christian of WWE Hall of Fame. Everybody's yeah. waiting for it and it's just not happening. Right. Well, one thing that we were waiting for here at the heel marks for weeks and we finally got it is J D Drake getting his first. Win whoop, whoop. in AEW. He's been uh, he's been on dark, been on elevation, and he finally picked up his first W. The blue collar badass. Yay! I love when he wins. I love JD Drake. I hope he gets signed with them. I think he will. Um, you know, it's it's when we stop seeing him on dark or elevation that I'll get worried. But as long as he's getting booked every week, because it, we've we've seen it happen recently. For example, Red Velvet. Red Velvet got rave reviews from that big profile match she had with Cody Rhodes, Shaquille O'Neal, and Jade Cargill. They just made her signing with AEW official like last week, like a few days ago. Right. So it's one of those things where you never know how long a certain person will get booked and work with them. She was on Dynamite. We're still waiting on J.D. Drake to get on a Dynamite match. So I think, I think, as long as he's working under AEW, I'm happy. And I think this official signing is only a formality. We'll get it eventually. Yay! Our best friend. Look at all these best friends we have in the wrestling industry. Yeah, man. I mean, you're lucky enough to have me as a best friend. A future, <laughs> yeah, a future WWE Hall of Famer. Right, future Hall of Famer. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to say I knew her. Yeah. Then. But I'm gonna induct myself, like I said, and like you can come up and stand next to me. You don't even have to induct me. You can just stand there. <laughs> so I can like instead of pointing into the crowd at you when I like do my thank you speech, you'll just be right here. I, I can't wait to hear <laughs> about your career. Yeah, it's gonna be one. What do you mean? Like you're part of my career. 
I can't wait to hear all the stories that you're gonna tell. Oh yeah, it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be. Re- That's why I can't have an induct uh, someone induct me because all I right, have such a long story. I'm gonna be like, who talked forever, Mr. T? Who was the one who talked like forever? Mr. T talked about his mama. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm definitely gonna mom. talk about my mom. And it's, poor Kane had to come out, and 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 Mr. T just apologized. I, I felt really bad only because like he literally ended his speech by just like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then walked off. So so you and my mom are gonna escort me out, and you're gonna have my phone that way I can say, hey mom, where are we? And then she's gonna cut the the WWE Hall of Fame promo. Look, right. look at this. I don't even have to prepare. WWE, where's my where's my inductee? Wait, is this happening on the show? Are you about to tell me I'm inducted? Not this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every week I'll be hopeful. Dude, tune in next week. To I'm gonna I'm gonna have my speech prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Britt Baker had a speech prepared. Yo to talk about her uh, her epic crowning achievement, not necessarily of winning the match, but it didn't matter. She is still a hardcore legend now. Yo, Britt Baker, killing it, man. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy, like, signing with AEW brought her. I feel like it broke her out of her shell. Yeah, no, she's just, she's always had it on the mic, but she's been improving. But now I think she's got this extra confidence, this extra swag. She finally is getting the time to shine, and she is not wasting it. I loved when she called out Mick Foley. She's like, thanks for the thumbs up. But it took you 20 years to become a hardcore legend. I did it in one night. Oh, snap. Like, and everything where she can end it with her DMD catchphrase. Like, she's just on fire right now. And we talk about how rare it is for someone to be able to be elevated in defeat. And this is one of those, this is one of those occasions because Thunder Rosa is the winner. Thunder Rosa should be the one we're talking about. Yet Britt Baker is the one we're talking about as well. We're obviously also talking about Thunder. But Britt Baker, this just is another feather in her cap to allow her to call herself the face of the women's division. I love every minute of it. I love it. Yeah, it's just it's very cool to see. And another thing cool to see Darby Allen and John Silver getting that main event spot. I love how one week it's getting main evented by Thunder Rosa who I don't actually even know if Thunder Rosa is an AEW talent because I know she's technically signed to NWA. Um, was so. she signed? I don't remember seeing that pic. You know what happens right. too? So many people just Photoshop those those pictures that I right. forget who's on it. Yeah. No, like, but I think it's like we've seen Serena Deeb in AEW, but she's an NWA superstar. So I feel like this is part of that relationship that doesn't get talked about as much as their other relationships but i think the neuros is technically an, an nwa signee huh. and you know we see them her and Britt baker main event and now john silver who a lot of people think you only really see on AEW dark and stuff like that he gets the main event spot with darby allen my loved, man my man loved this love this but now he's hurt yeah, Poor shoulder baby. injury mid-match. He finished the match. Good news is there will no be no surgery. Bad news is bad news is there will be no wrestling for about a month and a half. Could be worse. But the good thing about him being in the dark order is he could still like participate in things and keep himself re- relevant while out. The bad news is with the shoulder injury, he's probably going to have to switch hands. He won't be able to he's gonna have to use his other hand for that dark order symbol. Yeah, I like that dark aura symbol. It's so it's simple. Fun. It's so simple yet so effective. Right. I miss Brody Lee, man. 
Me too. I really miss Brody Lee. Like him, his his passing really like affected me. Like it made me re I was really sad for for a good period of time after that. I still am. Like when I see the Dark Order, like stuff with his wife and his kids and stuff like that, or like when they show stuff, you know how people post like old wrestling matches and stuff and like he comes up or like people recently posted his debut his, yeah. You know, just a year ago was his debut on AEW. Just a year yeah. ago. Like, oh, it's so sad. I miss Brody Lee a lot. I, I really do enjoy seeing negative one yeah. out with them. And, you know, they don't they don't cross lines. They don't really have him involved in any storylines. He's kind of just, you know, the leader of this stable. He accompanies his troops. You know, whenever, whenever uh, Conti has a match, he gets in there and does the little heart thing with her. Whenever the other guys has a match he comes out there and kind of barks at their opponent like i love that he's able to you know keep the legacy alive and that AEW is able to give this kid an outlet as he goes through things that he's probably not even aware he's going through yet you know yeah just sad but i'm glad they do that AEW. that that's something i respect them for entirely yeah but just and it's just they do they do a lot of things that I, I applaud them for. And back to the main event choice, like this, this is how they build their future stars. And it's unfortunate what happened with John Silver, but having his title shot be a main event, it's a big deal. Big, like yeah, and the fact that like it's it's not like they don't have Kenny Omega on the show. They do. They've got all their stars, all their champions on the show yet. Still, it doesn't feel out of place when you let the ladies main event, when you let the TNT championship main event, they, they've had Butcher and Blade main event. And it's like, you know, th this, these are things that while they're still in their infancy, first couple of years alive, these are things that we're going to remember them for. And we Definitely. talk about how WWE's own champion, Bobby Lashley, doesn't main event. And he should be because they haven't really even elevated him yet. It's still, they're still going back to the AJs, to the Randys, to the Braves. To the window, so, to the wall. To the wall, exactly. So it's, it's good to see AEW giving everybody a chance to shine. Oh, absolutely! And I, I love see. I love when their veterans and their big stars are on AEW Dark and AEW Elevation because it, what it does is it validates everyone else for being on there. It's not like when somebody's works WWE main event and isn't on Raw and SmackDown, right? Because nobody watches yeah, main event. They don't talk about main event. It doesn't really matter. AEW makes sure that Dark and Elevation matter. And when they put Eddie Kingston on Dark, or when Kenny Omega makes an appearance and costs Matt Seidel a match on Elevation and it sets up the match that they had here on Dynamite. Like, those are the things that make you need to pay attention to Dark and Elevation. Here's a question. I know this sounds really... Is all that on YouTube? No, that's yeah. not. that wasn't the question. Whoa, that was <laughs> definitely not the question. The question was, what's main event on? I think main event might be just on, like, the network. I feel terrible that I don't know this. Yeah, I probably should know it too. I don't I know. Like, yeah, I was we, wondering. They don't ever give us a reason to watch main event. My guess, I'm pretty sure it's on the free version of the WWE Network. Hmm. Because, you know, not everything on the network is stuff that you need the premium account for. And so I believe that's where you'll find main event on the network. Oh, yeah. Stream. Oh, it's on Hulu also. There you go. There you go. Now I can watch it on Hulu. Yay. Don't act like you're going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it this week. Let's let's watch main event this week and talk about it next week.
you let me know how it is. How about that? You fucker. Okay. I, I've got to say, AEW is giving me eight hours of content to watch. I'm going to throw three matches WWE doesn't even want me to care about in, in, into that. And no, I don't think so. Fine. Fine. <laughs> no, I'll watch main event. That's fine. I'm looking forward to seeing if this match gets into a main event. Probably not. But Christian Cage looks like his first opponent's going to be Kazarian. Danielle, he, what do you think? He loves us. He does love us. He's another one of our best friends. I'll have to thank him in my my uh, acceptance oh, speech, too. Speech, right, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a good person to put him at. Actually, I would have loved to see Christian Cage against Chris Danielson. But I've already seen that. <laughs> Who? Christopher Daniel. What I, I said Christopher Danielson. Christopher yeah. Daniels. <laughs> I was like, what did I say? Yeah. Christopher Daniels. Chris Danielson. Yeah, that guy. Christopher Danielson. Of- nope. Christopher Daniels. I can't say it. <laughs> Are you thinking of Chris Dickinson? Is that why? Yeah, that's probably why. That's that's you know, uh, there he he's in a new uh stable in ROH. ROH, yeah. And hot poopy hot sauce. It's so funny. I was just about to say hot sauce instead of Christopher Daniels, but that wasn't his name. His name was Curry Man. <laughs> I'm, all over the place. I'm all over the place. Well, this doesn't matter in my WWE Hall of Fame speech anyway, because I don't need any of this stuff. I think it's interesting that it's going to be Christian versus Kazarian. It lets us know where they look at Christian Cage, because if Christian Cage came in, and started working with younger wrestlers, you'd assume that either he's going to be kind of giving them a rub and they're looking at him like that, like where we're going to have you come in and kind of give a rub to our newer guys and help them as it's time for them to evolve and elevate. But they're bringing him against, you know, kind of one of the vets of the company. So you kind of are believing Kazarian's going to put him over. So they're bringing Christian in and they want to throw some wins under his belt. They want to throw some momentum on him and really build him up as a star because we probably will see Christian Cage eventually fight for the AEW championship. We will see Christian Cage facing the top guys in this company. That's crazy. What he's is getting the- brought in as a star. Right? He, at the very least, he's going to be given the opportunity to shine like a star. And time will tell if he does so. I'm still holding my breath for the Christian Cage, all ego Ethan Page match that I want to see. Like, that's what I'm looking for. You want to see those two can- wrestle? They're going to be so nice to each other. They're both Canadian. That don't mean shit. Ethan Page is a bad man. Aw, he's the best man. But in that ring, he's a bad man. I love Ethan Page so much. Wait, you do you want it just because it's Page and Cage? Or you no, just want them? The cause... rhyme scheme is an added bonus. It's a chef's kiss. I want it because I think the match is going to be great. And I think there's a, a great story to be told where they could both benefit from a program. I think they both need at least another month and a half of getting wins on all their shows. You know, throw Paige on Dynamite and on Dark. Give him two wins a week. Let Christian Cage be Kazarian. Maybe get a couple other wins under his belt. And then when they both are sitting at like a nice, you know, seven and one, eight and two, whatever, <laughs> then they can then they can match up because they'll both be climbing for a title. And instead of them immediately just jumping into a title feud, they can fight each other for the right to fight the champion. They're gonna fight for their right. To Canadian. Speaking for fighting for your right, I wanted to talk about this when we talked about Omega versus Seidel. I like how they called this a championship eliminator match. And at first, I didn't understand what they meant by it. I thought, is there a tournament that I didn't learn about? 
So this is what they're calling matches that they give. And this is done in all wrestling companies. You always see it. You want to face the champion for the title? Okay, well, you have to beat the champion in a non-title match. And I personally hate that a lot of the time because I don't actually want to see the champion lose a non-title match against somebody only to have to face them again for the title. I just think it takes away things. But I like, for some reason, when they call it an eliminator match, I kind of like it. Like It adds like an extra layer to it. And just, I still don't necessarily think the champion's in danger, but it just adds an extra element to it. Yeah, it definitely adds an extra element instead of just like having a match. Because when in AEW, when you do it, there is kind of a difference between like, for example, the way Matt Seidel's been portrayed to way Kenny Omega has been portrayed. Or even when we go back a little while to when Kenny Omega faced Joey Janela, there's a difference between the way Joey Janela is portrayed to Kenny Omega. So you don't really think that A, this person can be champion. You don't also think this person can or should be beating a Kenny Omega. So just as a little way to make the match mean a little more and put a little bit more at stake for our hungry challenger, I like the... Uh, the championship eliminator title. I think it's clever. I like it too. I like it a lot. It makes I it like special. It. I like it a lot. It makes it special. Like, yeah. Like you. What do you think about Omega and Don Callis making Omega's potential reign of the TNA championship feeling special? Don Callis and Omega cut a great promo on Impact. Yeah, I love heel Kenny. I love this Kenny. I love him. I could listen to him all day. He's just such a, he's a caricature of himself, but like in the best way possible. Like yeah, I love, I love how self-aware he is of how good he is and how he could just like absorb that heel and just make you want to shake him. <laughs> right. And I love Don Callis. Like, you know, Kenny Omega doesn't need a mouthpiece, but Don Callis is just like that mouthpiece that won't ever shut up in like the best way. And when he's going on this tirade and he's like, he's better than everybody. He's better than Hogan. He's better than Flair. He's better than Moxley. And he lists other names. And then Omega makes sure when it looks like Don Callis is finished, he makes sure to add in better than Ibushi. All right. Hold your horses. Which makes you wonder. And this was done on impact. Told you they're all in cahoots. Impact is working with New Japan. Like, that is actually established. AEW, I still think they're working together, but it's not really out in the open just yet. But Impact and New Japan are working together. So on Impact, the AEW champion calls out Ibushi. Yeah, he's canoodling. Who's champion of the world over there. So much canoodling. And then, oh my God, and then maybe Will Offspray will come since he just won the th the cup. And then Ibushi unified the belt. And, and then he challenges Ibushi. And then we're just going to have a New Japan reunion on Impact. There's a lot going on. There's I, a lot going on. It's a lot of wrestling. I did say last week that I could see down the line, like Rich Swan, I could see him losing the title to Kenny Omega. And then us seeing like other impact guys stepping up and sammy callahan was one of the names i mentioned where we could see callahan trying to take down omega and that was hinted at, at on impact uh, it, but it's kind of like callahan's working with callus so maybe that's like his incentive kenny omega takes the title and then callahan gets the next shot maybe i'm loving all this i love that there's just so many endless possibilities within the wrestling realm. 
there yeah and, and it gives them a lot of room to be creative and none of these companies are being lazy in their process here everything is well thought out everything makes sense and there's just nothing but more excitement for us to look forward to as these companies continue to work together and we get to ex- ex- endless possibilities of it I also love how creative Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are being in their feud. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Danielle. You know, they're not just doing things on NXT programming. We talked last week about Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly getting arrested. This week, Kyle O'Reilly is at his dojo, and Adam Cole comes up in here ready to pop off. I didn't know he had a dojo. Did you? I mean, it's not his dojo that he owns. It's his dojo that he trains in. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware he trained in a dojo. Every warrior has their own dojo. Oh, okay. That makes sense. What's a man without a dojo? Just Just a man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, glow reference. (laughs) Oh, man, I miss glow. (laughs) <laughs> i miss glow. I, I miss pez wait that's not his name what's his name on what's his name in glow no but what's his name in glow it's piz no piz is in, isn't veronica mars bash bash that's it oh man do i miss glow everybody watch glow <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this kyle o'reilly build has led us to an unsanctioned match that will take place at NXT TakeOver. How fun. It really is. Like, I, I said it from the beginning, this is a blood feud, and you can't just always show us a blood feud on TV. Sometimes you need to show that dirt, like, that, that these wrestlers aren't going to wait a full seven days for the show to start filming, for them to all of a sudden be like, I hate you and I want to fight you. Does blood feud mean that they just hate each other and it has nothing to do with, like, trying to get a title or trying to do something? It's because they actually hate each other? It means that it's always going to come back to them. They do want titles and they do want to be the best, but they know that there's no way to be the best without getting through the other. Ah, okay. Kyle O'Reilly has risen like a phoenix from underneath Adam Cole. This is the day Adam Cole's been dreading because now Adam Cole knows that he can't just become the champion again. Now he finally has to get through Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle O'Reilly always knew Adam Cole was going to be a son of a bitch and stand in his way of rising to the tippy top. He's a son of a baby. And we see Roderick Strong uh, acknowledge that Undisputed is over, and he's announcing that it's his time to shine. It is his time to shine. Where's where's Bobby Fish? Messiah of the Backbreaker is returning. Bobby Fish is still... On the shelf, I believe. Stop being on the shelf, man. He's still in his fish tank, just swimming around. Poor guy. He doesn't even know what to do. Bobby Fish lost all his friends. Yeah, all of them. Who's he going to be friends with now? I'll be his friend. (laughs) You know who he has to be friends with now? Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's on Raw. Yeah, he can go to Raw and be friends with him. Because of the fish. What? All right. I... You think they moved Bobby Fish to Raw? No, absolutely not. I was just saying they could be friends. It's kind of weird to think that they're going to split up Undisputed Era and none of them get called up. It is kind of weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, maybe Cole Bebe will get called up soon. Please stop calling him that. But that's his name, Adam Cole Bebe. <laughs> you want to say Adam Cole Bebe, that's fine. Cole Bebe. Yeah, I said, I said it. I didn't like it. <laughs> Cole Bebe. <Okay>, no, <laughs> <laughs> Is that how I say it? Bebe. Oh, baby. It's Adam Cole, baby. 
<laughs> and Kyle O'Reilly, non baby. It'll be interesting to see what's going on. Bobby Fish used to have his pick of partners for tag team championship gold. Now he he can't. He has to find a new partner, I guess. Nobody wants to be his partner for the tag team championships. Speaking of the tag team championships, unfortunately, we got an injury. Yo, everybody keeps getting hurt. But yeah, Birch is hurt. His shoulder injury, I believe. Birch is hurt. And Lorkin, I don't. We don't know why he can't just team with Dunn and have Dunn be tag team champion. We've seen it done in the or past. McAfee. Matt McAfee could stop and become tag champion. He that would give him so many cool things to talk about on his show. So much he could friendship. Show off his title. It would be great. Talk about how he won it. It'd be fantastic. But no. Sadly, they're stripping the champions, and we will crown new tag champions at NXT TakeOver. MSK versus the Grizzled Young Vets versus Legado Del Fantasma. I'm, a, I'm mixed with this. Because really? I understand I understand we need a match. I understand that. But, like, so you're just giving the Grizz, Grizzled Young Vets, like, another match? Well, Grizzled Young Vets and MSK were the finalists for the tag team classic that was not related at all to the championship. So I don't... Like, if you're looking at MSK as the number one contender, so that automatically puts them in. To me, Grizzled Young Vets, as the runner-up to the Dusty Classic, would be the obvious number one contender to your number one Can't you just give them the MSK the titles? I don't want to do that again. They literally just did that last week, or two weeks ago, with the with the women's championships. So, no, I'm actually glad they don't just hand them to MSK. Also, we haven't seen MSK wrestle in about a month. What's-his-face hurt himself, right? Yeah. Wesley? And so he, he had to let his hand heal. So they have they have kept them on TV and allowed the feud to continue. But in reality, MSK has cooled off a little bit. They came in with that instant woe factor. Everything they did had you talking. Everything they did, the commentary was saying, I've never seen this before. It's been a few weeks, and I don't think giving them the titles because they won a tournament a month ago would do the same thing that them coming out on top of this triple threat match is going to do. I mean, I guess. Especially with the six men in this match. This match is going to be a stealer for the weekend. Oh, yeah. This match is going to be fantastic. Yeah. I would love it if this match was a ladder match. I love a good triple threat ladder match. But it looks like the ladder match dibs may have already been taken. Because as Jordan Devlin and Escobar both lay their claim to being cruiserweight champion... Shawn Michaels, who knows a little something about two men both claiming to be champions, made a silent suggestion. He threw a ladder right in the middle of the ring. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, he was telling them they're both too short and they need to stand up. That's rude. <laughs> I mean, they are very short. Very rude. I mean, they are. That's very rude. They're tiny. You're tiny. No, I'm not. You are a very tiny. What do you mean? I'm taller than you. You are not taller than me. How tall are you? 5'7". We have gone over this. You're, I've gone back to back, and I am taller. I rise above the challenge. That you are not. I am five eight. You are not five eight. You are not five eight. Yes, I am. I am a hundred percent five eight. Said this to me. We've talked about this, and then we've stood next to each other and been like, "All right, if she's five eight, I'm five eight. Because <laughs> oh, you are not. Taller if I'm five eight, you're five eight. That means we're the same size. But you're not taller. Than but me. you just said you were taller than me. Because I have a pointy head, I immediately win. You have I a pointy point. head. <laughs> I have a pointy head. I'm like a cartoon villain. My head. Cartoon villains have pointy heads? Dude, pay attention to, to cartoons when you watch them. Because all cartoon villains have pointy heads. Oh, man. My life is a lie. All of them. Wow. 
But yeah, I think I I love that little touch of him coming out with the ladder and throwing in the middle. I know tons of people marked out because that's considered one of the greatest matches of all time. Certainly when you think of WrestleMania. Absolutely. I think most people say that is their favorite match. That was my favorite match for a while. And this is one of the advantages of having Shawn Michaels backstage. Because if this was, and I'm sure this is probably something they just like thought of. I was like, hey, that'd be cute. All right, why don't you do that? It'd be great. I obviously don't even know what his living situation is days if he's in Florida, but it'd be great if like Scott Hall, if, it, if he was around and they just kind of had Shawn Michaels and him both kind of just come out and just like laugh at them and then look at each other and then pull out the ladder and basically do the exact same thing together and then just walk back, maybe throw a two sweet up. That'd be a little much, I think. I don't think it would have been much. I think it would have been just right. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, but it's Scott Hall, and he's Scott Hall kind of was born with like that never-ending awesomeness quality. I love Scott Hall. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are my are my dudes. I love them. Yeah, I don't see a lot of pointy heads going on. By the way, bro, you're looking at the wrong cartoon villains. Okay. What cartoon villains are you looking at? Oh, uh, I got Joker. Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. I got I got um uh Skeletor. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. What, which one's it? Scar? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So you got to look for... No, there were some that did have pointy heads. I saw it. It was like a few of them. Yeah, man. You can't look at the ones who have hair or wigs. They be hiding that shit. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, man. Silly Come me. Come on. Come on. Silly, silly me. But yeah, anyway, so I'm looking forward to I can't believe they're doing two nights for TakeOver. I guess they're putting a lot... Because usually they only have like five five matches for the card so it's interesting to see how like how they'll space this out yeah um i was talking with my friend the other day and he was asking me like what do you think about wrestlemania being two nights and i think this is going to be very interesting considering takeovers two nights wrestlemania's two nights it it's four nights in a row where they can adopt a less is more philosophy. Literally, we've never seen an NXT takeover that we didn't like, mainly because they give us four, maybe five matches. Every match has the appropriate amount of time. Every match is the culmination to a story we've been entrenched in. And so having two takeovers is just going to double the fun. Hopefully, WrestleMania doesn't overpack itself. Hopefully, WrestleMania does exactly what NXT does, give us four Five matches a night. But I don't think... You think WrestleMania is going to be 10 matches? Each show? No, I think it'll be about seven to eight. Each show? Yeah. That's talking about 10 total. Oh, 10... No, I think it'll be about... I'd like... I'd like if you're splitting WrestleMania up into two nights, I'd like only like five matches a night. I would love that, but I think they're going to do more. They already cram shit, so I feel like they're just going to OD with it. Yeah, and that's and that's where I feel like they get themselves in trouble, and they're not really taking advantage of the two night spectacle. Right, you don't they they do quantity over quality a lot of times, and right. it's like some of these matches don't need to be on the WrestleMania card. It's okay, and whereas NXT, I feel like they util like each match has a significance, and they're never just thrown in. There's actually story behind each match that is on the card. Yeah. Actually, I feel that way with most of the matches in NXT. 
I feel like, you know, they just had Bronson Reed and uh, L.A. Knight go against each other, and there was, like, semi-build-up to that. It wasn't just a thrown-in stuff, even though L.A. Knight took the L. I mean, there was still there was still a story being told there. Yeah, I was surprised to see Knight get a loss so quick. Yeah, me too, me too. I was like, oh, we're doing this. But I do love Bronson Reed winning because I fucking right. love and him. And Bronson's a colossal. You kind of do need to establish him as always a force. It's interesting because on Impact side, we saw Trey Miguel beat AC Romero. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that you're like, and it's like AC is a guy where just by size alone should kind of similar to Bronson always be established as a force yet you watch as Trey Miguel gets a clean win over a massive man like that and it's just it's the difference between almost every company other than WWE where they are not afraid to showcase that their little guys can beat their big guys if they're pushing Trey Miguel this is how they're going to do it they don't actually have to establish AC or push him to the point where he can put someone over just have Trey Miguel come out and beat him. And now Trey Miguel is ready for maybe a spot where down the line he can take on a Kenny Omega. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All about elevation. All about the future. Oh, my God. There's so much wrestling coming up. Oh, my God. We're going to have to do WrestleMania predictions soon. We're going to have to do so much stuff. It's really exciting. We're going to have four pay-per-views to do predictions for WrestleMania week. Technically, because it's four nights. Right. So we have to figure out what days we want to do that because, oh, no, we won't have to do four in a row, though. Well, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying on the same show because we're going to have to do predictions for TakeOver 1, TakeOver 2, WrestleMania Night 1, and WrestleMania Night 2. It won't be on the same. Because I think the the 8th and the 9th, so we'll have to do that Saturday, and then usually we do Saturday, we do WrestleMania. So we can separate them. That way we don't have to do all four. I don't think we will, though. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long fucking show. Guys, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Heel Marks. We're on Facebook, Heel Marks, a wrestling podcast. We are anywhere you listen to your podcast. iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Buy our shit. We got puppies. Thank you for tuning in this week, guys. We appreciate you. And remember, guys, we're not just smart marks. Wear heel marks.